Hello and welcome to Talking Flutes with me, Claire Southworth. And that was a different start to our podcast. I'm here with John Paul Wright. And John Paul, what were we, what were we listening to? We were listening to a beautifully composed, newly composed piece of music by Emmy Award winner and Latin Grammy, I can't say that word, Latin Grammy nominated musician, Jose Valentino, for a project that, that we're going to be launching hopefully at the end of July, a free resource for flute players on mindfulness and giving resources for meditation. But more about that later. The reason that we that I've incorporated this music to start with, Claire, is because I know it links into a very passionate subject that you're interested in, and that is? It's mindfulness. Yeah. Or and mental health. For the musician. Yes, mental health for the musician, because I think all musicians are emotional people, aren't we? We have highs and lows, ups and downs, and that's caused a lot by many of us dwelling in the past, living in the future, and I know that you're an advocate for being in the present. Yeah, so mindfulness is a technique to help you be aware of that present moment. So a technique that we can all learn and it will enhance a feeling of well-being. So I'm thinking of that in terms of just life in general, we tend to rush through life without really being aware of what's going on around us. So mindfulness helps our awareness and it brings a feeling of calm, control, but it also can be a very healing process. Also being mindful helps you appreciate the pleasures in life. So it could be a piece of music, it could be a beautiful garden, it could be just taking a bite of a piece of chocolate and just enjoying that and experiencing that joy of eating a piece of chocolate. I would, I would challenge most people, Claire, in that they're not mindful. When you're walking down the street, for example, how often do you actually notice everything? You don't. How often when you're playing your flute do you actually notice things? You're, you're looking... Most flute players look ahead, don't they? And we're aware of what's coming up. When you're watching a concert, are you aware of your surroundings? Are you using all your senses? Well, I would say in in most things we do in life these days, we're not really aware. So it's often done with a mindless attitude. So, for example, you might eat your meals while reading or watching TV. Yes. So I would say, you know, try and be mindful of something each day. So like I said, having a cup of tea, eating a meal, looking at a beautiful scene, taking a walk, just sitting in a chair and doing nothing. But you, you don't have to be in a quiet room to be mindful. And it's the same with meditation. You don't have to wear sandals and grow your hair long and be a vegetarian to be mindful. Yeah, you know this because you've do actually done meditation. a retreat. You've done a retreat in India, haven't you? You can meditate or do mindfulness anywhere. You can be sitting on the train, on the bus, walking down the street, on your way to a lesson, and just be aware of what's around you. Be in the present moment. It's so hard to be in the present moment. I I gave that, I think on a previous podcast, I spoke about being in New York, Bryant Park in New York, and went to a yoga class, and there was about a thousand people. Wow. It was on a Thursday evening, and we'd done all the yoga poses. I was the worst one. 
there as usual, downward dog or whatever they call it. And that was just the relaxing bit. And right at the very end, after the hour, the, uh, the lady got us to, everybody to lay down, close their eyes and listen to New York. And do you know what? I'd never heard New York before, even though I'd been there a week. <laughs> and it was a shock. Yes. It really was a shock. Because at that moment in time, I actually knew what being in the present was. And when you just mentioned about eating something, a peach, I just eat. I don't savour. Yeah. And taking that moment to think about it. You know, it's, it, it can be something terribly simple. And just by paying attention to that moment, you are becoming mindful. Yeah. So, for example, let's bring it back to flute. Yes. So just taking your flute out of the case and holding it and just be aware of that moment, how lucky we are mm-hmm. to be able to do that and yeah. to be able to play flute. It's, it's, a real, it's a luxury, it's, it's a gift that not many people have. So to enjoy that and to be aware of that moment, be in the moment. So when you're putting your flute together, not thinking about anything, just knowing that you're putting the flute together. Yeah. Trying to keep that in mind, mind blank. It's not so much blank, but don't let your mind wander. You know, I remember practicing tone exercises at college and thinking about what I was going to eat for lunch or what shopping I had to do. Mm. Not all the time, of course. And um, I kept having to bring myself back. Well, that's what mindfulness is. You have to congratulate congratulate yourself that you can bring yourself back to the present. So living. Everyone's mind wanders. Oh, all the time, all the time, and. Some, some people have louder voices in their head than others. Yeah, but, but it's I, a positive feeling when your mind wanders. Oh, it, it is. but you're not, being aware. Yeah, <laughs> but not when you're practising. Because I think you, men- you mentioned to me a long time ago that if you were to be mindful in your practice, that your practice would be more productive. Your practice would be... You could condense the amount of practice you do because what you're doing is a value. Your mind isn't, you're not practicing for the sake of practicing because your mind is thinking about something you're doing later. Yeah, so, you, so we actually need space in practice. We need quiet time yes. in order to think and evaluate and know how we feel. Yeah. Again, being in that moment, not thinking, oh, I've, only got, I've been here for an hour and you know, I don't feel I'm getting anywhere and I still don't know this piece or I still can't play that passage or my fingers aren't working. Just be, you know, be, again, be kind to yourself and say, you know, I've done nearly an hour of practice, that's fantastic. And this still feels a little bit difficult. What else could I do about that? Mm-hmm. Have a little think about, feel, think about the physical feeling that what is it that might be stopping you or causing you difficulties? And think through things rather than just blow, blow, blow. So when you're practicing a piece and how do you stop the awareness of... Well, stopping is the wrong word, but how do you prevent the awareness of a hard part that's coming up? In other words, how do you stay focused on what you're playing now, knowing that there's this complicated bit coming up? Well, part of practice is isolating those areas that you find difficult and then working on those areas. And if you know you're working on those areas, then you shouldn't be so fearful of when it's coming up because you know you've worked at it. And it's just a case of practicing in, in sort of sections, in chunks, and 
think about how you can work at that. So again, you so, so pick out a bar that you find really difficult, divide it up into, into smaller, bit, smaller parts, and think about what you can do to practice those smaller parts, whether it's slower, whether it's in a different key, whether it's changing the articulation, changing the, 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 the mood, whatever it might be, so that you work at that little tiny passage, and then you've done it in your head. You've worked at that passage. So you don't worry about it so much. So when you're then when you're playing, your mind, as long as you're focused in what you're doing at that moment, your mind shouldn't necessarily be jumping ahead to what's shouldn't coming up. Shouldn't necessarily, no, because you know you've looked at it. But you're building up the layers. Practice builds up layers if you practice in the right way. Yeah, so being mindful in, in performance is actually really hard if you haven't done the background work, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You've got to be mindful in the practice to build up the layers which give you the stable foundation on which to play. Yes. Yeah, but you need to be mindful of that. So if you try and ignore the difficult passages and hope that they will come right at some point, that's not being mindful. That's being sort of delusional. Mm. And so you, you actually have to sort of look at all these sections that you find difficult and just think of a way around them and approach them in a practical pragmatic way that allows them to get better see i like that because what you're actually saying most people would think of mindfulness as being very peaceful and very tranquil but by being mindful you're actually taking hitting head-on difficulty yeah because so, unless you do that you can't then live in the present because you know some you're putting something off that's coming up yeah so so yes, it helps to think of the present. So if you're anxious about something, it's a method by which you create some space, reduce stress, allow you to think more clearly and calmly. It stops the negativity and allows acceptance. So you accept that's a difficult part. Mm -hmm. You don't sort of criticize yourself. You're not hard on yourself for that. You say it's a difficult bar. Everyone finds that difficult, but I'm gonna find ways to overcome that. But before, maybe before you get on to that in terms of the flute playing, how can you, let's maybe talk about how you can bring mindfulness a bit more into your everyday life. So I said you could be, you know, on the bus, on a train, often with very little spare time, but this only takes, it can take seconds to start off with, or minutes, it doesn't matter. It can be done anywhere. So think about how it can begin. It could begin something simply like breathing mm. and being aware of your breathing. So while you're sitting on the bus, feel the breath coming in, feel the breath coming out. Notice how you feel as the breath comes in, the breath comes out. And then when you've got a little bit more time, you can do what's, what's called in mindfulness circles as a body scan. Mm -hmm. So when you've got a little bit more time and you're in a, maybe a quieter environment, you can work through from your toes up to your head and think about how they feel and maybe try and tense them but then relax them. So you sort of work through your body. It's called a body scan. But it also could be the sights and sounds, smell, taste and touch. There's lots of senses that you can bring into this. I'm not saying that we should all be spending, you know, hours a day or a week on this. I'm saying that you should just give yourself a little bit of space on a daily basis, whether it be for a few seconds or a few minutes, with which to create some space around you and be aware 
of what, where you are, what it is you're doing. So your thoughts are clear in order to develop what it is you want to do. As a musician, you have to be in the present. You, you cannot... I've been as guilty as, as anything on live recordings on the radio of running ahead of myself. And, you know, you, you're living in danger land. And also yeah. your final performance isn't as good as it should be because you're not hanging on to each note at that moment. My mind was always ahead. Uh-huh. And did you, do you find that living in the moment it's actually quite hard for that little devil that comes into our head every now and then to talk to us, to say, oh, do you hear that? Or do you hear that? It's really hard for that voice to get in because you are so focused on now. Hmm. It, it is very difficult. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of, a, of a better way of thinking it. I, I love live entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing about live entertainment is that you'll never hear it the same twice. No. And so, rather than, rather than think about the negative things that might happen, like, oh, that was a wrong note, did everyone notice, how awful, I've never done that before, change that around and think about, oh, that was a wonderful phrase, or, oh, I love the tone I got on that note, did anyone notice? You know, so you change it around to the positive things rather than just the negative things, because we don't do that. We don't allow ourselves to congratulate ourselves on the things that we've done well, we just find the negative aspects of it so don't think of don't allow yourself those negative thoughts or certainly no negative thoughts until you thought about the positive ones Mm -hmm. like i really enjoyed that experience i loved what i did in that particular movement i loved the sound i was getting wow what great articulation i had in that movement today i'm so glad that went well you know all those things sort of positive thoughts rather than rather than the negative thoughts. What's going to be quite interesting is if you challenge some of our listeners to take their flute out now and play an A and be very mindful, or just play the A, record themselves, just play an A, don't think about anything, mm. and then to play, play the same A but be mindful of that note. And what I mean by mindful, it's something you've spoken about a few weeks ago, is to imagine different colours. Can you hear depth of sound? Can you actually hear lots within that note because you're actually concentrating on now rather than just blowing a note? Yes, and, and not to be afraid because you said think about what colours you're using because people get really worried about what does that mean? <laughs> what colours? Yes. I don't know what colour. It's, it's, it's very abstract. So it can, it, you can't get the answer wrong. No. If it, what colour comes to mind when you play? And I often say, in terms of, of tone development, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm talking about this in a later podcast because someone asked me about tone colour, so I'm going to talk about it. But just to give you a very brief example. So when someone's playing, I did this a lot in classes, I say, don't worry about this. There's not a right answer. But if that sound was a colour, what is it? So someone would say, green. I say, OK, if it was a food, what is it? And they'd go, oh, I don't know, custard. I say, what's the texture? Is that a really smooth custard? Or has someone not whisked it? Has it got lumpy? And they say, oh, smooth. So OK, so you've got, and is it, is it a thick custard or is it a runny custard? Runny. OK, so you're playing with a, a runny green smooth custard so that you create something in your mind that helps you maybe recreate it again. And that's yours. 
That's your vision, that's your thought about it. Not, nobody else's. So that helps you when you want to change it. So, I've had enough of my green custard now. What can I do to make it yellow or blue? And thick. Yeah. And thick. And think, and think about it. So, again, we're being more mindful of it. So it's mindful of the approach you're using and not to let sort of other, others interfere with that because it's a very, it's a very sort of subjective, abstract topic we're talking about. Oh, it is. But if you take that, if we say to our listeners, think of the colour, how you would represent the colour light blue. So play an A and think of light blue. So play it for long note, just think of light blue. And then play it again, but play it as a dark blue. Make it richer, but think about sort of living at that moment. Yeah. And you, and you will can't go wrong. You can't, but you will hear a difference because you are being now, aren't you? Yeah. So it's, and, and then again, if your mind wanders, just bring it back. So you just might sort of timetable a little moment of your practice each day to be a little bit more mindful by just, as you said, just playing a note or playing a phrase. Something that you're just more aware of what it is you're doing in a more concentrated fashion rather than just playing lots of notes and thinking, right, I've done my half-hour practice and I'm going to do something else. Yeah, because the, the inner voice to musicians, it, it can be very destructive sometimes, especially if you're not having a great day with practice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we can be ever so hard on ourselves. But I think I talked in the, in the podcast with Joe about, you know, if things aren't going well, that's the time to actually just go away from it and then come back. So I think he mentioned that it's not very beneficial sometimes to be mindful of when things are going really badly and to dwell on that yeah that's, that was, was really interesting because most of us we, we're inclined to sort of fight through aren't we yeah. to fight through something no we will get it better but what was interesting from joe from his his experience as a psychiatrist was and, and as a flute player was if things start going downhill you stop yeah you distract yourself you go for a walk, you go and make a cup of tea, you do something different, you take your mind away from that, you don't dwell, and then you come back with fresh eyes and compartmentalise that horrible bit or the bit that wasn't going so well and consign it to the trash bin. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a case of using mindfulness to help yourself in the way that helps you, not necessarily the way it helps somebody else that's interesting so working working at your own strategic yeah. travel uh, forward travel rather than thinking oh, how do you do it well that's interesting i have to do it the same way no you can always, always you can do it differently so when you're feeling stressed or anxious you could maybe just concentrate on your breathing mm-hmm. so just slowing it down be aware how it feels or it could be that when you're feeling stressed and anxious that you actually calm your movements down you know, don't walk so fast. Sit down. So you, you find a way that, it, that helps you. It all takes practice, but the benefits for your mental health is huge. And we are playing in a very emotive field, emotive field I should mm. say, where we can be so hard on ourselves and it stops us from improving. So you've got to be very careful how you treat yourself. Yeah, 
Feeling a self-worth as a musician is very, very important. It's very important. But not, not, being, not being delusional about it, mm-hmm. not saying, you know, I'm absolutely brilliant and not being aware of things that are going wrong, being aware of what you're doing, but not beating yourself up about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we can all improve, and we all do, and we all develop, but we all do it at different speeds at different times. Something else that Joe mentioned in his podcast, and I think you, because you had a really nice chat with him, mother-son chat, was that if you are having difficulties with that inner voice or you're feeling really low, to speak to somebody. Absolutely. Go and talk to someone. And that's why we, we talked on a previous podcast about summer schools. Yes. Summer schools are really good for being with those like-minded people that you can talk about things and say, I found this really difficult. How have you, how have, how have you felt about doing X? And sort of hear what other people have to say. And that can be, it can be comforting, it can be inspirational, motivational, and calming. You know, there's all sorts of emotions. But when you, you talk about common problems with other people who are going through the same sort of things, it gives you a common bond and enables you to go away and work at it. So there is, there, as you've said, you have to find your own, your own unique way through this obviously there's there's authors such as Eckhart Tolle the great Eckhart Tolle who's written the books such as The Power of Now which is living now in the now and he's written lots of books about that there's also lots of online you've got Headspace haven't you you've got lots of online resources lots of online resources and it's just good to take a look don't take a look at too many because you can you could also get a little bit confused by it yes so just go and look at a, a general website and see what you can take from it that would that might help you and even if you're listening to this and thinking i don't need this you know i'm fine i don't need this this it's you know waste of time actually that's what i used to think Mm. some years ago and my thinking about this has changed dramatically over the last two years but if you're thinking it's not for me don't don't dismiss it go and have a read up and just try it so it's a bit like your teacher saying to you if you want to play this section, you need to practice it this way. And then you dismiss it. You wouldn't. You'd go and try it. Yeah, but 10 years ago, no one even took mental health seriously. No, no one talked about it. No. You know, it was weak, wasn't it? To be weak, you... It was to be weak. St- step up a lip. Yep. You didn't show weakness. And you know, if, you, if you didn't achieve something, if you didn't get through an audition or pass an exam, you were strong about it. You yeah. know, Rather than allowing the emotions to come through which is actually more showing your strength rather than showing your weakness. It is. And I'm glad to say society is starting to change. Change that, hugely, yes. Yeah. And that it's still, we are still very reserved. Many especially sort of tend to hide behind this veil. And um, yeah, I'm glad to see things are changing. But to do that, you have to be very aware, don't you? Yeah. And be very open so if you're feeling yourself spiralling downwards, you should seek to talk to somebody and seek medical help. It doesn't mean you're weak, does it? No, not at all. Sign strength. Because lots of musicians in the past have been on beta blockers. They've been on tablets to keep them, to calm them down yes. because anxiety, stress. And mindfulness just happens to be a way, a very cheap, because it's free, way of beginning that focus back, doesn't it, on yourself but it needs practice as much as your instrument. It always does. You start small and, and then let it develop. 
self-love, isn't it? Isn't it called self-love nowadays where you have to love yourself? Yeah. Give yourself permission to have a bit of that. Yes, yes. The project that we're working on at the moment is... We wanted to give a completely resource, free resource to musicians, but flute players, because that's what the business we're in. And we wanted to, with this project is going to be called The Chilled Musician or The Mindful Flutist. We've got the various domain names. We're not sort of set on the one yet. Probably The Mindful Flutist, but .com. But what we wanted to do was to have, or to give the musician or flute player permission to take five or ten minutes out each day and, and to be themselves. So when you go into this website, there's three sections, three ways you can go. The first way is to download um, a piece of music that's been specially commissioned. And it'll be based on a word. So it could be, I am worth it. I am valued. I am me. So you choose a word or a little phrase and you just put the headphones in and just listen. But you have to listen in the now. So any thought coming in, just let it come in. Don't hold on to it and then let it go. Because that's part of mindfulness, isn't it? Mm. So there'll be various different tracks that you can choose. So I think there's seven or eight tracks, one for each day of the week. And then there'll be a track, the, a guided visualisation. Which for those that find that their inner voice just takes over if they're trying to be mindful... So there will be a voice that will just be taken on a little journey, telling them you can relax. And as you say, like body, body scanning, body mapping, yes. it will, you, it will um, enable you to, as long as, as long as you're focused on the vocal, it will enable you to cut out that inner voice. Yes. And then there'll be a third section, which are those that are visual, which will be the, vis- it'll be the music and a visual scene going over it. And... Is it mindful? It's not mindful per se, but what it does, or what it's aiming to do, is to bring the flute player, the musician, back to the present. So there's no mumbo-jumbo, no sort of yoga techniques or anything else. It's all to do with breathing, and it's all to do with being now. Being in the present. Yeah. Sounds a wonderful project. Yeah, it's not quite, it's not quite there, and I've, I've got to write these the scripts for the voiceovers, but it is, it's going to be completely free. And it, we just want to... I mean, the mental health thing is such an important... I didn't realise until I was in my early 40s how much I suffered with anxiety as a youngster. Learning, being anxious going into the, the lessons. Have I done enough work? Being very anxious when I was practising, when it was going wrong. Leaving the lesson... I remember leaving a lesson with the wonderful Jim Dower and we were doing yeah. uh, a Bart piece not really understanding why he was getting mad at me with my interpretation and going away and getting myself really, really worked up about... And there wasn't... We didn't have the internet, so there wasn't the resources to be able to just flick up or how they played it mm. and getting really anxious the next time I went back. And nervous, nerves are fine, but when it becomes a sort of recursive loop and comes into an anxiety, then it really starts to affect your mental health. It certainly does, Yes. I think, I think luckily, a lot of students these days feel they can talk to their teacher more easily, more openly, and get help. Yeah, I couldn't. Jim was fabulous, but before Jim, when I was up to the age of 21, I found it really, really hard. But I think that was the nature of lessons in those days, Yeah, is that teacher spoke and pupil listened. Yes. Whereas now it's more, uh, 
a two-way two -way communication. Yeah, it's a very holistic approach now for teaching, isn't it? It is, yeah. So being mindful, Claire, I cannot, and I know you're on this, anyone that's been to India and done meditation and yoga over there, you know, it's, you've experienced it. What's it like to actually meditate when the sun's coming up or sun's going down in India? Very restful. How would you describe restful, calming? How would I describe it? It's, it's like there's a, a peacefulness that sort of descends on you and that you don't have to think about anything. And the thing is, well, our lives are so busy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're thinking about all sorts of things. You know, you're thinking about what you've got to do and if you've got to go shopping, if you've got to go to work and what time you've got to leave to work and what train you've got to get and what bus you've got to get and will you have time and have you done the practice and, mm -hmm. and you know, pick up the kids from school or whatever it might be. Our lives these days are really, really busy. But when you go on a, a meditation course, or mine was a, it wasn't just meditation, it was... It was yoga, meditation, and d different things. But when you are in that setting, there is nothing else that you need to think about. And there's an incredible calmness that just descends on you. Did it shock you when you first experienced it? Yes, because I thought it was a load of rubbish before I went. <laughs> um, you know, I thought, I don't need it. Don't need it, don't want it. It's, it doesn't, won't apply to me in my life and what I want to do. Um, how wrong? How wrong could I be? I find now that I don't, make, I don't make special moments in the day where I'm mindful. I find that I am mindful regularly as a result of having made a point of thinking about it two years ago. Yeah, because mindful and meditation, I mean, I medit I've meditated for years each day. And for me, that's important. But meditation is, again, I find that very different to being mindful. Yeah. Since I've been learning to be more mindful... Wow, when I eat a peach, I've never noticed all those sweet tastes. Yeah. Now when I go to New York, I hear the traffic. In London, I haven't noticed the colours, the different colours. I mean, if you go into a park, how often do we miss the, the wonderful, wonderful colours? Absolutely. And for me, just going and sitting on the beach <laughs> and just yes. hearing the waves and the noise against the pebbles, because we have a pebble beach here in Hove, or... Walking around, I'm going to have to bring golf into this, walking around the golf course, and a few weeks ago I was playing really, really badly. I was getting really upset about it. And then I tried to be a little bit more mindful of the fact that I was walking around this beautiful part of the Sussex countryside, and it's, the blossom is out, the leaves are out, the birds are out, there are deer running across the course, there are pheasants, and it was beautiful. And... I started to be more mindful about the fact that I was in beautiful surroundings. And, oh, yeah, I've got to go and do a shot now. That's okay. And, oh, isn't it beautiful? So you were exploring all your senses. Were you looking at the colours? Were you yep. smelling? Were you, yep. were you tasting? Because you can taste, we forget that we can taste the sea, air. We can taste yep. things, can't we? You can get so distracted by something that might not be going well that you forget to experience all the things that are going well and all the beauty around and the positive things in life. So that's really what we're trying to get people to think about, to think about the positive things, be aware of those, so that it helps block out those negative thoughts. And when you're in the present, when you are mindful, in effect, you're putting this little force field up to stop that little inner voice coming in yeah. and grabbing it's you because protection. you're now. Yeah. 
It's protection, you know. So you, you think about it like putting your sunscreen on before you go out in the sun. You know, by doing a little bit of mindfulness each day, you're protecting yourself and building your, your strength, your mental health strength. And mental health is... I, when you look back, I mean, you've, you've been teaching at the Royal Academy of Music for years. I mean, you must have seen deterioration in students' well-being over the course of, I'd say, the course of the, a, a term or even a year because of they put so much work and effort in. What, what presents as a, as, a, as a professor when they... Well, when, they when, you, notice, when you notice that, that someone is, is sort of struggling, they're not being as communicative and you know from their sort of physical appearance if they're sort of head down shoulder slumped they're not able really to engage with you in the same sort of way mm -hmm. that you know that the struggle is a little bit harder and then you just have to talk to them and say you know what's happening what's going on and generally speaking the information I would get then I say you know let's just sit down and have a chat you know what's happening it's because Granny's just died, or the cat's gone missing, mm -hmm. or they've got money problems, yeah. or it's something away from the music, but it's being brought into the music. So it wasn't always a case of something to do with the, the flute playing. If you're mindful, is it easier to compartmentalise? In other words, yeah, the cat's gone missing, but I am here now. Well, when I was younger, no, it wasn't easy because oh. I didn't do because years ago I didn't do mindfulness. And I remember when my cat did go missing, and it was before a, a tour in the in the south of south of England, and it just seemed like everything reminded me of this poor cat that had gone missing, mm -hmm. and I was so upset. I had to play all this jolly music. I found it incredibly difficult. But these days, you know, you can be in a stronger position if you've been doing mindfulness more regularly, and it's part of your daily routine, your daily practice. So it can help you be stronger mentally. And ultimately that is all we, you and I, wish for in musicians. Absolutely. Stronger mentally. So I do hope that, you know, people listening can, you know, we've, 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 we chat away, we're not kept to any sort of... Um, well, there's no script, we, did, no, we just no chat script anyway, don't chatting. we? So I hope we haven't rambled but on, on too much, but I hope that people listening can take away something positive from it. And both you and I do mindfulness, and it's helped us both enormously. And your new project sounds like it's going to be an incredible project that's going to help many, many people. Look forward to hearing more about it. Yeah, I mean, sh should we close this podcast with some more music from Jose and just challenge our listeners to think of three words, shall we? What words? As they listen to this... Think of, I am worthy. I am deserving. I'm deserving. I can do this. Okay. Or just make three positive words up yourself. Three positive, positive phrases with which to... And hold on to think. those as you... Be mindful of those words. So thanks, John Paul. That was, it's my pleasure. And I'm sure we're going to come back to this project and the subject of mindfulness and mental health to musicians more in the future. Perhaps we can hijack Joe when he comes home. Perhaps we will. Look forward to it. <laughs> Wishing you a great week ahead. As Jose begins, the track starts. Again, just choose those three notes 
and you won't believe I'll, well, I'll make you laugh as we close this podcast is that banging was actually Claire <laughs> it was Pete having a dream that was his tail on the ground so that's Pete the dog okay, having a dream but now we're going to go into a lovely peaceful restful music yeah be mindful of the sounds be mindful of those words hang on to that and just spend the next 60 seconds just being in the now goodbye Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.